and welcome back to the Centennial 38 podcast. My name is Warners. And I'm Jared. And the Rapids laid an egg 0-0 against Sporting Kansas City, uh, among a bunch of other shitty things that happened that night. Uh, the Rapids could not come away with the win. Jared, your immediate thoughts on this game? I mean, immediate thoughts on this game. It felt a lot like uh, large portions of last year, honestly. And it's uh, it's like deja vu all over again. Um, we're struggling to create chances. And without Diego Rubio on the field, uh, I don't know where goals are going to come from at this point in time, especially when two of our brightest talents uh, were run out against DU on Sunday morning rather than playing the night shift for the, the ones. So, um, and in those two bright talents, I'm speaking of, of course, uh, Cabral, who got a start for Rapids 2 in a scrimmage on Sunday, as well as Brian Galvan. Um, it difficult to understand the rationale if they're healthy enough to run on Sunday. Why were they unhealthy uh, and unable to run, uh, you know, from the beginning, maybe not 90 minutes? Uh, but unable to give a, a bigger uh, contribution to the ones on Saturday night. Juan, what do you think about that? Well, I, I will, because uh, I, I am seeing a lot that it looks like a lot like last year. And, and, and the one thing I will counter to just kind of be a little positive about it, they didn't concede before the half. <laughs> that, Amen. They didn't concede the half before the half. In fact, they, they, they did score two goals, one called off due to offside, and then one called off, uh, just not even not even being looked because it wasn't because um, it wasn't even uh, what's it called? It, it, it wasn't, wasn't called looked. a goal on the field. So it wasn't clear it, and obvious. That that's what it was. right. That's, that's what I'm not thinking. clear and obvious. Couldn't couldn't go back and review that one. Apparently, a uh, bit disappointing because there were some camera angles where that sucker looked like it was across <laughs> the white line. Yeah, but uh, neither here nor there. Really, uh, we we've got to overcome those kind of challenges and, and be a better team at home. Yeah, no, I agree. It's just, um, you know, when you get one called back off and then you find, you break the deadlock again, only, well, not even really broke the deadlock. Like, like I, I, I really don't know how you can like, <laughs> how, how you can not say that's an, like, that's not even reviewable. They didn't even look at it. Um, like I, I for sure thought it was in, but, um, the, the, the thing that gets me up in arms again is we've had zero zeros. We've had one ones many a time at the Dick. Um, you know, this, 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 this reeks of our game against Toronto in 2021, this reeks of our game against Charlotte in 2022. And I just hope that we don't get, I hope that this is it. This is the one and done. You get the early zero zero, you get to kind of, you know, <laughs> I really don't know, man. Like the zero zero just kind of deflated the entire thing. We're going to talk about not only just the match, but also just the stadium changes as well that that Dave and uh, a lot of C thirty eight had been working on. Uh, still a very much a work in progress. But uh, aside from the very very uninspiring game, Jared, what 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 new things did you did you witness? in DSGP that at least made you feel better about coming out on a cold, cold night? Uh, things in in Dick's Sporting Goods Park that made me or feel around, better about being on a cold whatever. night. Or around, whatever. 
Um, you know, I, I will, I'll, I'll prop up the tailgate a little bit. Unbelievable attendance. Um, fantastic that everyone was there and everyone was there early. I, I got there uh, a few minutes before 5 PM and there were already, uh, in a number in the hundreds, at least, uh, walking around the tailgate. Uh, so glad that everyone came out, came out early. That's exactly what we want to see. Uh, it, kind of amazing for an early cold game that we got that kind of attendance. So uh, very excited to see what that looks like as we go forward. The new pizza ovens uh, were working. We had some uh, made right sandwiches that were a mustard-based uh, sloppy Joe style thing that was awesome. Um, and and really, without having a band to be the big draw, I think that the tailgate was an overwhelming success this week. Uh, maybe a little bit dark. I did drop a line over towards the at, at uh, Colorado Rapids on Twitter saying, hey, maybe check out the lights in the south parking lot because it was a bit dark around kickoff time. Yeah, um, I, I noticed that, too. Uh, that that was the I mean, you know, it's it, the home opener is nice because you get to see, you get all these like nice reunions with people you haven't seen. And, you know, you're going to get we're going to get back to seeing them on a regular scheduled program. So it's nice to catch up and and whatnot and get back into the swing of things, but then it does feel like a reunion of sorts, doesn't it? When you see all those faces that you may you know few people that you haven't seen in a, in three four months, and uh, to all get together again is kind of reinvigorating. Makes you uh, get those warm and fuzzies about the well, rest of the season. Well, it's also like the new faces too. I I met uh, Bray officially, and I met Judgmental Jim officially through through uh, those guys have always interacted well on twitter so it's nice to put a name to a face uh shout out to those guys um so yeah i mean overall like you know it's it, it's tough not to have fun when you're surrounded by just good good people uh and, and you know the game's always you know i've always said like <laughs> the game will be whatever so long as like you know i'm there hanging with the homies it's fine and meeting more homies is never a bad bad thing more homies always welcome <laughs> Aside from that, though, uh, the TIFO was amazing. Shout out to the TIFO crew, Rocky Mountain High. Um, loving that. Uh, loving that. That's the. Uh, that's what we're uh, what we're pushing. I, I re- I've always made it known that is my one anthem request. I wish that was our, our anthem, but nonetheless, it worked well with the TIFO. Worked well uh, with the with the with the audio aspect. Uh, new section, section 117 and 118. I forget which one, but uh, those I forget uh, as well. Is it 16 or 18 that we added? I'm pretty oh, sure it's I 18. I should know that. It's 18. Anyways, expanded south end, still, still, still a lot, lot to go there. Uh, but I thought, I thought the, I thought we brought it despite the, uh, the half and half section. It should just be one full section come, um, Come the next game, you know, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that that's going to be the case. Uh, yeah, that's what we're hearing is that the safe standing rails will be installed, the seats removed prior to the next game. So, kind of apologies to anybody who sat in that section and and really really loved your seats there. But um, the experience that you'll have in a standing section is is a little bit different it's uh, a little bit more rowdy uh, uh, any anybody that was sitting in that section i hope that you've been taken care of and we got you someplace else where you can sit if you so choose but uh, to expand that section you've seen over the last year there really is just one section that seems to be very full very rowdy and expanding that out should be kind of a, a rising tide to lift all shit 
tips as far as stadium atmosphere, the noise created, and and just generally, uh, the whole South End should be lifted by that change. Yep, and uh, you know we'd also be remiss if we also didn't mention that uh, you know during the game there was a, a big, big audible. Uh, 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 you know, P word chant. I won't say it on here. Whatever may may come of it, it came from our section, right? It came from the South End. Whether it was uh, people in 118, however you feel about whoever started it, it, it still was audible enough to where the South End kind of was on the face of it. Uh, C38 released their a statement about it on all the socials. Um, and the Rapids today just released another one. Uh, no, 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 that that chant has no place in our supporters group. And so we will, you know, I'll, I'll get into it. And I'll get into my story about this because um, I was in in the section. Behind me towards my right were these three guys that were doing it. And first time I heard it, I said, okay, hey, like uh, we really don't do that around here like and if you guys and i was this is on spanish and i said if you guys keep chanting it the only people that are going to get hurt are the regulars and not you guys because they were definitely not anybody i have i had there were definitely new faces in c38 that i'd never seen before but i asked them cut it out and then towards the end of the towards the end of the game the, the final one that was was definitely audible i turned to them i saw them chant it and i called them out again and they lied they said oh well it wasn't me it was uh it was started by someone else and then they left and you know that 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 could not have gone uh like a lot more furious i i ended up getting a lot more furious about the, those guys you know and then the fact that it was those guys compounded in different sections it was just a rough it was a rough night for for not only the rapids but for c38 involved uh, we can only hope to get better at it, kind of curbing it out, uh, despite whatever ideas you have on in the language. It's just not allowed. And that shit will come back to bite us in the ass, and I'd rather it not. Jared, what are your thoughts? Amen. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we talked on the last podcast about uh, being a welcoming group uh, when folks come to the tailgate um, to, to say hi to people and to be welcoming, and that extends into the stadium. Um, if you're in our section, if you associate with the group, even uh, even from the most periphery level, you still are a reflection of our group. And so, um, you know, to, to the folks who said it, just don't say it again. You know, we, we're not saying don't come back to the park. We're not saying you're bad people in any way. It's just something that we have done a very good job of getting out of the game in general, uh, starting, you know, where we where our feet are. You know, we can only control what happens in Commerce City and in our section. Uh, but the game in general is is moving away from that kind of activity. So, um, you know, it, it's it's beneath us to do that kind of thing, um, you know, and I don't think it's any of the core members, like you said. Uh, and I certainly, you know, don't think that it will be an ongoing theme. Um, but the fact that it happened at all just is a good time to remind fans who are at the game, if you hear it, report it. Um, call it out to the person who says it first, if you can, if you feel comfortable, and if not, just go directly to security. But, um, you know, we, we have to point those kind of things out. This is an environment that is welcoming to all, um, you know, soccer is on the forefront of inclusivity and to, to have those little slides backwards is, 
uh, disappointing, but at the same time, you know, it, it's another opportunity for us to uh, address this situation and to to be better going forward. But um, for members in the section who are there all the time, who don't say the chant and are offended by the chant, um, it, it goes a long way for you to be able to just identify, point it out. Um, you know, we don't need physical confrontation in, in the sections. That only leads to everybody being in worse shape, but to, to at least you know, pointed out direct security to the direction the Chan is coming from. Um, you know, I, I hopefully this is the last time we discuss this this year. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I never want to, you know, kind of what I was telling someone is if you hear it again, you won't hear it ever again. Cause we'll be, we'll be sure to stomp it out the first, the first, you know, first time we hear it. Um, but you know, Education goes a long way. Maybe those maybe those people don't listen to this podcast, right? So uh, maybe just kind of setting that tone for if they do start to say to, to if they do start to get in that little drum roll thing, we just kind of either sing through it, sing something else, or or or, or kindly t- tell them to cut it off, and not even just kindly, just sternly. You know what I mean? Because there's a there's a right way to go about it, and then there's like you said, like the very the much more physical side of it which is the wrong way to go about it. So we're just going to have to uh, do better on it. And, you know, we, we, at least, at least from my end, I, I, uh, we acknowledge it from C38 that it, that it came and, and, and it's not like it's not being talked about <laughs> throughout our, throughout our SG and, and in our channel. So we're working on it. We hear you. Um, kind of, uh, let, let us, uh, let us try again. That, that, that That's kind of what, that's kind of where I'm coming from, at least with the whole uh, uh, situation there on that chant. Absolutely. And back to the football. Um, yes. Well, so it, it, our Colorado my... Rapids were. Oh, yep. Go ahead. Well, here's my. Okay, let's talk about the game because I'm glad you uh, brought us back to it. The Rapids had a chance to score on John Pulskamp, who is their backup goalie, Ben Sweat, who is their backup left back, Ram Susi, who is a, uh, what, 37-year-old right back now. They had Roger Espinoza, who's also well in his 30s. Um, and no, no, they're only, a, they're no Russell, no Kinda, no Polito. They had a thin squad come in and absolutely grind out a win. I am sick of our team not being able to beat out an SKC team that is literally scraps. It is it is not yeah. the full strength Sporting Kansas City team and for us to lay a game, lay an egg on the home opener of all of all day of all games. You know, like the one where you should put out your first starting 11. I mean, here's another question, uh Jared. Alex Gerstbach was benched after his after his bad outing in 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 Seattle, you mean to you mean to tell me you you paid all this money for this guy just for him to ride the bench and he's not even going to get a look against this depleted SKC side? And granted, I love Stephen Betashore. I love uh, I, I like seeing him in the lineups and stuff like that. But if 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 Betashore was going to be your starting left back, what is the use for Alex Gerstbach on the bench? And and like you said, why why are they playing the next the next game against DU in a scrimmage for Rapids two preseason like? That to me does not make sense, and you know the the hype up to for this game, whether it's hey here's the new day kit, here's the welcome party, here's Robin Frazier telling the fans he loves you to do that, and then they didn't lose right, but they also didn't give you anything 
to come away with this game feeling positive about. In fact, it, it th- this 0-0 feels like the worst 0-0 of the past year's 0-0 games at home. What do you think? Am I being too much on that one? Absolutely not. I, th- I think that the expectation is three points at home, especially when you're a middling team. Um, we don't do shit on the road. We have not done shit on the road for two years, really. Um, we're not a road team. So that makes the games at home all that much more important. Also, huge messaging problem from the Rapids. Now, this is nothing new, but the the front office of the Rapids cannot deal with any, any mention or any just... Um, any facts that are not painting the Rapids in the most rosy light are just banned from anybody who's financially attached to the team, um, which makes the message very sloppy when you have your coach come out on Wednesday and say, well, no one will mind that we got our ass kicked in in Seattle when we go 33-1, and one, and then you you don't play a full-strength side at home. You lay an egg at home, and then the message afterwards is, well, we want a point. It's not that is no longer good enough. I think that the Rapids owe their fans a more honest appraisal of where the team is. The fact that everything is always constantly painted in the most rosy light is maddening. And after a year where we missed the playoffs, we finished 10th. Um, we start the season with with, you know, no goals in 180 minutes, a loss on the road, a draw at home uh, to, to continue the the. Everything is awesome. I love this team. We're going to go 33-1. and one. That falls very flat when you look at the, the product that's on the field. And Rapids fans are not stupid. You know, some are. Some don't even care. You, know, you have a lot of fans that come to the park because it's something to do on a night out. I don't think a whole lot of casuals are thinking, you know, I, I'm just going to go to the park for a good time out when it's 30 degrees out uh, in early March. So you have an educated, diehard group of fans there, and you can't get past the product on the field. So, um, you know, I, one thing that I would love to see is just some acknowledgement from the club that everything is not always perfect, um, however that looks. Just some bit of, of realization or reality check and to give us a real story because it's a it's much more difficult to be upset about Cabral and Galvan playing on Sunday morning if the team communicates that they are not physically ready to play at an MLS level we've got to get them some more minutes before they're ready to go we hear 33 and 1 on Wednesday and then we see an egg late on Saturday night you 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 have to put two and two together at some point. So, um, you know, the messaging has to be a little bit better. And uh, I hate to be the bearer of bad news for everybody who has uh, taken in the hype videos and and listened to the words coming from the folks who work for KSE, you know, the KSE check signing type folks. Um, this season is not going to be rainbows and unicorns. Um, we're going to have a real struggle to make the playoffs, and that is the facts, Jack. So um, what what I am excited about is to see how we get there. There are question marks at every level of the team. The only question mark that we thought we had a very clean answer to was goalkeeper. We have Illich coming in. We have uh, a, an off-season body of work that demonstrates that the team is actively seeking to replace Yarbrough. And guess what we got on Saturday night? We got a team of the week performance from Billy Clean Sheets. 
And that, I think, is a huge wrench for the club. What do you do now? You can't go to Illich the next match, right? Um, well, I think the easy out is no because it's a road game, right? It, it, and like I, I think you're, I think you hit the, the, the nail on the head on all, a lot of it, and 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 the easiest kind of cop out that I will afford to give the Rapids. It's it's still early in the season, right? Uh, but you know, apart from that, <laughs> apart from the fact that it's still very early on in the season, I don't think you spoke any lie. You know what I mean? Like I, 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 I think that when you go into a game and we we see because because listen I, there's that and then there's Rubio who's missing right but then you have Yappi Rubio missing Price missing right but we're getting to a point now where you know Rubio I can I can give a a a, a long leash to but but Price still injured after an off season where the whole point was for him to come back healthy like I don't get why it's an ankle one week and then it's a backs back issue the next like what where is this guy's health at because if 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 he's not healthy enough to to be the out and out guy and and, you know i i think we have a good you know holdover for 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 rubio and yappy i I really do i I think yappy is 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 a great great talent it was unfortunate he couldn't get he uh he had his goal call back um, but I, I really like I really like what I see from Yappy, and, and and now all he really needs is 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 again supply to, to supply from from decent wingers. I mean Barrios is is starting to show his legs. He had one great challenge, one one great shot earlier. Sam Nicholson, uh, uh obviously has has um has regressed from the first time. It's not like he came back mature and, and better. He he's still very much not kind of uh, supplying what needs to be supplied and, and the rest of the park it, it's like the rest of the pitch it's like you know you you like you said you do have questions i i love seeing preso out there you know what i mean i think he's i think he's pretty good um but do i feel as though there's he's do is he ready no you know what i mean and and yeah. and max came on and i and i really liked how max looks i really liked i really liked what ronan was doing i liked what Cole was doing right I, I like the midfield it's just the the final we we don't have a guy like Ragoni or Russell or any other you know Vela Buanga uh, fucking we don't have any winger that can that you can comfortably bet on and rely on to score six seven goals at the minimum right so it's yep. it's just very it's just very it's very much this this team right now is 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 a step behind the rest of the competition despite bringing in Max so early right for preseason despite bringing in Gerstbach enough to get him into the preseason right despite bringing Ronan in early like like we we see, and even the first move of the offseason it felt like was was Cabral right so like what has Cabral been doing since he got traded in November that he can't start a game and and, and if it's because they really don't if they really think he's not MLS quality. Why did you trade for him? It, it just makes no sense. Exactly. It just makes exactly. no sense at the moment how this how this team has been built, um, and and it's been like the pieces are there. I just don't get why they're not in use. Aside from the fact that they're injured, which I thought we were, you know, 
healthy coming into the season. And in and to start off like this, it, it's 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 a damn shame because God forbid Yappy gets hurt. And now who do you put in Yappy's place? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean the the only person with their hand raised at that point has to be Cabral. I mean, we don't have anybody else that has any striking ability. If we end up with uh Barrios back in the middle of the pitch, I swear on my life. <laughs> Um, you know, I mentioned Nicholson and Barrio specifically, man, I'll tell you what, from what I've seen in the first two matches, I don't care to ever see either one of them on the pitch again. Um, Barrios came into camp and he is not the player that we saw in 2021. He is exactly the player that we saw in 2022, if not about 15, 20 pounds heavier, um, which isn't great when speed is your number one asset. Um, we haven't seen Cabral start a match yet after spending a million dollars to get the guy and, uh, you know, taking on at least half of a pretty hefty contract. Why? I do not know. Um, our, our wing play last year was woeful and we needed, you know, and also another name that is lost in the ether, Jonathan Lewis. Are we trading him? I mean, we, we hear, you know, he's, he had a slight knock so he couldn't play any minutes in preseason at all and now he's not with the team for the regular season you know is it a is it an injury or is it something else and if it is something else maybe maybe we find that answer in a couple of weeks and we we reinforce the position but with what we have right now the fact that we haven't even been able to see Cabral start a match makes me think our wing play is no better than it was last year so um, it, it's hard to see upside there. Um, you know, we had the back line. You know, you mentioned Gersbach being benched and Beta Shower coming in. Well, Beta Shower isn't a long-term replacement, right? I mean, it, he's uh, up there. He's a, a senior player, uh, shall we say? Rosenberry isn't getting any younger. Uh, our young center back now injured as well in Bombito. We just brought back Michael Edwards. Uh, Abubakar played a much better match than he did in Seattle. Uh, but there are question marks all the way across the back line now, uh, save Maxo and Rosenberry. So, you know, we, we have core problems. We have serious issues with trying to find players that can be counted on and relied upon. Um, I think Maxo is is probably the foremost of this group of players that we can count on, uh, followed closely by Rosenberry, uh, Roman we can almost put into that category after two good performances and seeing what his chops look like. I think that's a player that we can count on, but dude, they, with Preso and Bassett, I'm not so sure. I, I will say Connor Ronan is a baller, dude. Like I, after seeing him yeah, twice, live, looks a player. He, he's legit. I, I will give them this, that, that, that signing that player is good. It, it was a great pickup, right? Maxo. I, I, I do. I, I, do lean on him being a good acquisition, right? But it's just all the other stuff around the fact that, hey, like you got a nice, you upgraded the defense, you got a, you got a nice, you got a nice guy that wasn't, that's not Acosta, Brian Acosta, and who, and who's not Felipe Gutierrez, who is in fact a, a much more agile, versatile, and better player than both of those two combined. So I like Ronan. Uh, until we see Ronan and Price. Uh, in that midfield with assault with Cole Bassett leading as a ten or Rubio leading as a ten, um, this this team, it's 
it's it's quite fucked, dude. I'm not gonna lie. Like going into <laughs> San, going into San Jose, like if we if this team could not have beat SKC, who were again are without Tim Melia, did not start their new left back Tim Leibold, and in fact started Ben Sweat, who has been uh, sub MLS quality for a while now. Graham Susie, who is uh, slowly, you know, who who should be burned by someone like like Cabral or Galvan on the left hand side, right? They had no Russell, no Kinda, no Pulido. Uh, they limited William Agata. Like, the defense did what they did, right? They limited the defense to what they could have. But, like, up and down, this this SKC team was never going to be threatening. Their their one threat, Shallowy, got got snuffed out, right? He he didn't do much. Uh, he, he got sh- six shots off, and, and they were all kind of you know really easy for Yarbrough to 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 save it, it wasn't like he was he had one good chance you know to one threatening ball to ruin our day right like this SK like despite Yarbrough putting up 11 saves this SKC day this SKC team did nothing they did not threaten at all and the fact that we couldn't punish them just kind of goes to show just how right a lot of people have been saying in the fact that this team is all bark no bite like and you know they did have two goals taken out but there's no excuse why it couldn't have been a one nil win after that like you spent the entire second half doing what exactly like peppering the goal and that's it like against pulse camp who's not even who's the backup like it was just like if 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 the rapids can't beat this skc side at home what makes you think they they can go to san jose this weekend who do have literally one of the best uh philosophies and and playing styles carved out for them they have four elite attacking players that could all they all know how to find the back of the net and they're going to threaten us way more uh if if we do if we do have a shaky back line like like the fact that we haven't started a uh uh the same back line week in week out just kind of kind of kind of makes me nervous about Gerspach and the way that they have uh, allocated those resources Absolutely, and I think there is reason to be nervous. Um, and and like you say, our bark's worse, or our bark is is louder than our bite. Well, if you look at the official media channels, yes, because everything you see, you would think that this is going to be a title contending team. Um, it's just departure from reality in in what the team puts out and and what we produce on the field. So uh, bridging that gap is something that you know we're going to take on our own shoulders here, uh, folks. We're we're going to tell you how it is, and it's going to be a challenge. One thing I will say that might be an advantage going into San Jose is what if we're just a warm weather team? Um, you know, I, I kind of had that feeling when I saw the starting lineup against Seattle. I was like, oh God, we're we're not we're not starting aside. Uh, it was a, a little cold. It was a little wet. wasn't that bad. Uh, it was downright cold on Saturday night, and that might have been uh, a part of not wanting to risk a player like Price or uh, not wanting to run too many minutes on Galvan and Cabral. But uh, heading out to San Jose, you would certainly imagine that, that the conditions would be such that there shouldn't be uh, that same level of concern to run people out. And if we, again, play a team that is devoid of uh, some of the star players— Questions will start to mount, and you say it's early in the season, but uh, after after the match on uh, this upcoming Saturday, we will be close to ten percent of the way through the season. Yeah, um, and, so and I, and I always say your first game of the season is going to set the tone for the rest of how the season will go, right? 
And in both the home opener and the away game, it showed us just how much of 2022 is going is this season going to be, right? And there's there's legit <laughs> there's legit questions now as as we go into the weekend here. The Colorado Rapids take on San Jose Earthquakes, who have gone who have a win and a loss. Uh, one win against Vancouver Whitecaps came on match day two, and their loss came, of course, against uh, Atlanta United late. In 10 minutes of stoppage time, they lost that one. But um, San Jose, they have Cade Cowell, Jeremy Abobasi, Christian Espinoza, Jameer Montero, that front four healthy and starting against the Rapids. Listen, I'm telling you now, it's going to be a rough game for, for the Rapids. Uh, especially since uh, Carlos Guerrezo, uh, an Augs- who used to play in the league, joined San Jose, has solidified San Jose. Uh, you, you know, you you know me. What 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 have I always said about San Jose? If you ever follow any of my gambling stuff, what 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 did I say was the most fun thing about San Jose? It's lucky they're young. They score goals, and not only that. Last season they conceded a lot. They had a trash defense. Yeah. This and season, they still have a trash defense. No, 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 quite the opposite, dude. They they upgraded. They got Carlos Grezo, who's a Bundesliga CDM, coming in to fix up their midfield, allowing Jackson Ewell to be a, a free-flowing eight, as he's always been meant to be. They have Miguel Trauco, a Peruvian national team star at left back, and then they have Jonathan Mensa, who at one point won MLS Cup and and was in MLS Best 11 for his con- defense in Columbus. Like, this team improved and they have a coach now that that can act that actually knows how to win games and and as you know and and is is going to coach them up. So uh, I'm thinking San Jose uh, rents the Rapids this week, and 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 we're starting off two two L's and a and a draw in the season. You you're going to look back at this SKC game as as the biggest blight on the schedule because there's no I mean there's no reason why they could they shouldn't they didn't couldn't have won that game. Yeah, I, well, you know, I, I still have questions about that San Jose defense, but what I don't have questions about is the the talent of their attack, and I have a very hard time seeing us uh, go to San Jose and keep a clean sheet. So, you know, God forbid, we may need to score some goals. <laughs> Let, let's see it, because through through 180 minutes, the Rapids have scored zero goals on an XG of 3.1. And... and and what was what was what was last year all about, Jared? What was last year all about except for this this stat? Uh, underperforming XG, man. We we talked about it pretty much all year, and uh, we didn't create a lot of chances. We didn't finish the chances that we had. Uh, something feels uh, a bit familiar about the start of this season, huh? There are four teams in MLS who have not scored a goal yet. That's New York. Uh, who had a game and and who had a road game and a home game? Montreal, who have had two road games. Sporting Kansas City, who have had two home game, uh, two away games. Sorry, Montreal two away, and Sporting two away. The Rapids have had one away, one home, and they still have not scored a goal. They're just like the Red Bulls right now. Uh, of those, of those four, I'm thinking <laughs> the Rapids are gonna, might struggle again to, to to get another goal. If we go, if we go three games without a goal, man, there there's there's got to be some, some, some deep looking within the squad because uh, the the issues are not hard to spot with this team. 
Yeah, yeah. Just finding the right issues to address is going to be the difficult part. Um, but we're going to let Pora cook for a while longer. Um, but this season, I've said this uh, since the beginning of the offseason, that um, this is going to be a show your hand type of season. And, um, you know, there is a lot of a lot of skin in the game from from the front office, uh, from Porig, especially um, he went to Europe. He brought back the players he wanted and we have to hope that they pan out. But like I've said, um, I'm not sure if I said this on the pod, but I've certainly said it to other people. We are we are relying on a whole lot of dice rolls coming up a six. Um I'm not sure how we put that together, but I also am sure that we have less players on the squad right now that you can count on than we did in 2021, and that's a squad regression. Um, how how we piece that together and who steps up will be very interesting to see. But um, yeah, this is soccer. You do have to score some goals. And uh, without the benefit of our, our star Diego Rubio on the field, we have to figure out a way to manufacture those some other way. And uh, while we're yet to see that, um, I, I think there is still reason to be excited about this team. We have a, a lot of players that have a lot to prove. And uh, whether or not they prove that this weekend is to be determined. But, you know, the, the season is it's early, but it's not that long. So we do have to start to put it together relatively soon. And it would be a lot easier to reacclimate Rubio into a team that's already clicking than a team that is misfiring, which which I would say uh, most would agree that we have been misfiring here in the first two weeks. And uh, with that. That is a good way to end the podcast there. Uh, score prediction going into San Jose? Man, I had the tailgate with saying 0-0, zero, zero, and it came true against Kansas City. Uh, I think we will score one, but I do think it's going to be a loss. I'm going to go 3-1 San Jose and hope that I'm wrong. That's what I'm thinking too. Uh, more so the goal because I think it'll it might be a – it might be one of those goals where 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 San Jose lets their guard down and and we we score off off a dodgy set piece or something. But it sure would be nice to see Yappy on the board. I think that could help him uh, kick on to greater things. But he's got to he's got to break the schneid here uh, as soon as possible. Yeah, I mean, and and I think even if it even if he doesn't, man, I think he's still the talent's still there. You cannot deny that that, that, that this kid is talented. You know, I I just kind of hope that uh that the reason he's not successful is 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 more you know i think he's gonna be successful no matter what uh and i would hate for the club to kind of you know bring bring down his shine a bit like that is my only that is my only concern with yappy is (laughs) the club he's on (laughs) (laughs) well let's hope we put him in some good positions and uh he he is a youngster you know i don't think that he's a guy who probably takes a lot of starting nine jobs in the league so you know he has a lot to prove he is raw talent but we've got to get him supply you know i think the the closest (laughs) questionably the closest was a ball over the line here this last week but he also had another shot early in the seattle game that was very promising but um funny thing about goal scoring is it it is a habit and uh when you when you get a couple in uh the next couple seem to come a bit easier so uh, let's put him in some great positions uh i hope everyone has a great time watching this game you know uh this is going to be the first game where everyone's relent on apple tv 
uh, how awesome is that that you get to watch the match without having to log on to any you know questionable streams and such um, this one's not on national TV like the Seattle game we may not see national TV again the rest of the year but uh, from your living room from from wherever you are you can watch the game on Apple TV which is a huge 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 uh upgrade over the situation that we've had for the last couple of years so enjoy and uh let's let's hope we can bring back three points one way or another you know this this team has surprised us negatively for two weeks so why can't they surprise us positively on the road here week three exactly you can uh follow me at warners 715 you can follow me at Jared underscore Geisler. You can also uh, follow us out to the tailgate in two weeks where uh, things will crack on once again, uh, bigger and better even than week one, or excuse me, week two. Yes, and you can also you will also catch me on the C38 Discord, which launched on Saturday, the day of the game. Um, we'll be I'll be in there kind of um, hopefully getting a live watch along. See if anyone wants to join, and, and and we'll crack up, maybe eat, maybe drink a beer from home, and chat it with the lads on there. But uh, yeah, follow us uh, at those handles. Follow Centennial Thirty Eight at C Thirty Eight S G and Centennial Thirty Eight on on Facebook, um, and C Thirty at C Thirty Eight S G on Instagram as well, because uh, I know we are on there as well. Uh, that's gonna be it from us. Uh, hopefully, the rapid surprises, as Jared says, and we'll see you again next Wednesday covering it all for you guys. Bye-bye. Let's go, bitch.